Welcome to the Digital Icebreaker Podcast, where we simplify digital transformation for the everyday professional. Sponsored by Consult R. Head to consultr.net for more information and check out the other episodes. This podcast will be about all things related to digital business and technology in a fun and simplified way. Warning, this will not be your average business podcast. We'll be talking about digital topics, but we'll be mixing it up with filler fun segments and just having a little personality. Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm your host, Mark Molinax. I'm here with Rama Cannabis. And we are here today to talk to you, the audience and listeners, about digital strategy. So, Rama, give me a little overview of the digital strategy, maybe like 30 seconds about what we're going to talk about. Woo, 30 seconds. All right. So, uh, digital strategy is something that might sound very broad, but it's key for the success of any digital project. Um, there are certain steps and certain things that you need to do to have a good digital strategy, and it can be applied to a lot of things. Um, but we're going to be reviewing a little bit about those steps and how you can have a really good digital strategy for your project. All right. So before we get into that, do you want to play a little game here? Maybe get into one of our fun, fun <laughs> topics that we're going to do today. How about we do troubleshooting tips, control, alt, delete. Oh, yeah. So this is the first time we're doing the control, alt, delete. And basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be sharing some basic tips uh, for the everyday computer user. Uh, you might know this. You might not know. We don't judge anyone here, um, but today we're going to tell you how you can go incognito while you're browsing around. Ooh, incognito. I know. Some stalkers out there that are listening. <laughs> I know some people are like, yeah, I know how you do incognito. <laughs> but why, why is this important and why are we tying this with, you know, uh, digital and business? A lot of times... Um, when we do websites, we do applications, any type of technology, uh, a lot of times uh, changes and fixes are done. And when you look at it from the user's perspective, it's not there. Have you ever been in a situation, Mark, when someone tells you it's fixed and you're like, no, I'm still seeing the same problem. Or like, no, fixed. And they tell you, well, can you clear cash, please? Yes. Or they may say, have you happened to, can you hit refresh? Exactly. Um, before you do that. <laughs> Reboot the computer. Now, yeah, so, you know, the, the incognito functionality that every browser has, even on your phones, um, is actually a very useful uh, way to get rid of all of those refreshes and cache that they tell you to do. So anytime you are unsure if you're seeing the latest changes on your platform, what you can do is you can go in incognito. And I'm going to review quickly how you can do that from the most popular browsers, let's call it Chrome and Safari, which everyone has Safari on their iOS phone. So um, it's very simple on your on your Chrome uh, device, or sorry, your Chrome browser, you can go in incognito. If you basically go to file, and under file, you're gonna see a new incognito window. But if you're on a Mac, and all you do is press Shift, Command, and N, it will open an incognito window and everything that you browse, everywhere you go, it will be in incognito and it will not save any information. I know some of you are like, oh man, that's what I use for my girlfriend. But no, this is business related only. Um, 
But this is anytime someone is telling you, look, you know, you have all history, delay your history. If you want to delete your history and your cash, go into incognito. Yeah, and uh, you'll be able to uh, start from scratch. On your, on your phone, you can also do that. Safari uh, has what they call the private browsing. It's not called incognito. So if you go to uh, Safari, you can actually, um, there is a little plus on your phone when you open Safari. And when you click plus on that, you're going to see on the lower left-hand side, it's going to say private browsing. You press there, and from that point on, you can actually browse in an incognito window, in a private window. So, you know, this seems like a very obvious thing, but a lot of people don't know about this. Um, so, you know, it's important to know that you can go incognito there, even though nowadays everything is tracked. So recap, a couple of reasons why you would want to go incognito. So, you know, from a business perspective, a lot of times, anytime there is an actual change for a website, uh, for any type of web application, uh, sometimes it's good to refresh what they call cache and erase your history, but sometimes you don't want to go through that. It's kind of a, can be a complicated thing. So what you can do is basically you open a window as an incognito, and then you'll be able to see the latest changes that way. Or sometimes when you're playing two different roles in the same website, has it ever happened to you, Mark, that you log into a website and then you want to log in as someone else? And when you're trying to log in, it keeps logging you in as the same person? Yes. All right. Well, then in this case, you can have two profiles. You have one on your browser window logged in as yourself. And then you open an incognito window or private browsing and you log in as another person. So then you have two separate sessions in the same computer. Makes perfect sense. That's yeah. great. No, that's that's good. We're going to keep doing these these tips, control, delete, so peppered throughout our episodes as we move forward. So that's that's great. I really appreciate that. Let's uh, let's segue here for a moment. Let's listen to a little music for just about five seconds. Oh, I love it. We just heard some music, and I want the audience to know where the music is coming from. Where is the music coming from? The music, so I, I had a lot of old tapes and CDs and things from, I'm a musician over the years, mm-hmm. and I found some that I got digitized, you know, I paid someone to do it, and okay. um, I had some gems in there, and one of them, the intro music that, that we've kind of chosen for our podcast was taken at the Georgia Theater in Athens, Georgia. Um, nice. I, I'm not going to say what year, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're still relevant. We still I think play. you gave it away when you said I, try, I digitized that. <laughs> we still, well, I, you know, I don't want my guys coming after me saying, "Give me a piece of that pie of all the money we're making on this podcast." But um, yeah. anyway, no, it is it is uh, some music from various bands that I've played with throughout the years, all original music. Uh, we're going to pepper it throughout. I hope you like it. So That's awesome. I want our audience to know that that's some music from our own Mark Molinas. I appreciate that. No, we're, we're here. We're producing our own podcast. Uh, Ram and I are, are, are on two different spectrums um, in, in a good way from a personality standpoint. He's super techie. Um, got, I got to like tell him to turn his phone off. He's got his computer <laughs> and stuff when we come in the room because he's just got a lot on his plate and juggling a lot of balls. Um, so this is great. So today's topic, we're going to be talking a little bit about digital strategy and the yeah. importance behind it, why you should have one, 
And if you don't have one, why you should consider one. And um, Rama, today, maybe you can go through some of the different points of what's in a digital strategy, things to consider, um, and maybe, you know, an example or so of of something you've worked with. Yeah. So, you know, um, like I said earlier, digital strategy can sound like a very generic term that is being thrown a lot out there. Oh, yeah, let's do a digital strategy. And a lot of people don't really know what a digital strategy is composed of. Um, but what we're going to review here is uh, something that I, I consider it's a five-letter word. The word is DPMI, okay, D-P-E-M-I, and the five letters uh, come from discover, planning, execute, monitor, and improve, okay? And I'll tell you why are these five uh, uh, letters important. Um, so... A digital strategy can really be uh, applied to a lot of uh, business aspects nowadays, but it's really defining the goal and how technology can actually help you achieve that goal. You know, digital obviously is part of technology. So any digital strategy should have a discovery phase, okay? I cannot even tell you how many times people just go there and throw digital strategy to something without even understanding why they're applying the strategy or where their objectives are, right? So the discovery phase, that D letter on the DPMI is very important because you do need to take the time to understand why you're applying the digital strategy for what and what are the actually uh, technologies that you're going to be using for that strategy, right? Are you using social media? Uh, are you doing a website, a landing page? Are you doing an app? There's all these technologies that you can do, but really all those should come up from discovery. So number one is you got to have a discovery phase on any digital strategy, okay? Then we go into the planning, all right? Once you have that discovery, you understand really what you are requiring, what your customer is requiring, what are the objectives, what are the milestones, what are the, the, the measurements, how you want to measure this, you want to start planning, right? And the planning is really where most of the work should happen in a good digital strategy. A lot of times you think that, you know, when you say, okay, we're going to do a social media campaign, that's a digital strategy, right? And you think that most of the work comes on putting the post in social media, and it's not. Most of the work can actually come from the planning how are you going to be communicating to your users? What type of users? Which channels are you going to do it in Twitter, on Facebook? You know, the same with anything you do with development too. When you're building an app, are you going to do it on a native? We talk about native versus web in another podcast. Um, so the, the plan is really where most uh, of the work happens and is based on that discovery that you've done. And that's really when you start strategizing, right? Really, the, the, the plan is where the strategy comes from. Okay, this is how we're going to be doing it because our objectives are X, Y, and Z. So, you know, the planning is the, the second letter that, on the DPMI that, I'm, that I think is very important to do. Okay. Now, once the planning is done, comes the execution part, right? Now, a lot of times, you know, you can do a, a great digital strategy and planning and then let someone else execute it. But if you're the one executing it, you got to make sure that you follow to the T that planning that you put together, that strategy, right? And you got to be open that it might not work the way you thought. And in fact, most of the time it just doesn't. But the key on a great digital strategy is to know how to adapt to it. And it's going to go to my last two points of this, of, uh, of this topic. So the execution is very important. You got to define who's going to execute it, through where, when, and so on. That comes from the planning. 
After you execute, you have to monitor it. That's the M on DPMI. You got to monitor what you're doing. You got to see what works and what doesn't work. Those retrospective activities on a digital strategy are key because nowadays, if someone comes to me and says, look, I have the perfect digital strategy for you and it's guaranteed it's going to work, I don't believe it right on the spot. I, I will believe someone that comes to us and says, look, based on your needs, your digital strategy is this. And while we're doing it, we're going to learn from our users, from your potential customers, and we're going to adjust and shift to that. To me, that's a good digital strategy. It does have to have a lot of planning, but it has to have flexibility. And flexibility is good when you're monitoring it. Okay. So, so would an example of that be uh, somebody who just has a new website or we'll say new within the last two years, mm-hmm. meaning they're not going to spend all in again to go through a whole yeah. new web project. A UX, UI journey, meaning B, B2C commerce, right? Someone shopping online. Um, talk to me a little bit about how a UX, UI journey for a couple of weeks and kind of mapping what people are doing online could potentially enhance or increase sales online. Yeah. So, you know, the, uh, the UX UI journey is one of the many uh, tactics uh, that you can do during the discovery phase, right? Because the reality is a lot of times, you know, businesses don't know what they have or what's going on or they believe they do, but it's not the right thing. So the UX UI type tactic or strategy is part of a digital strategy that will actually show you what your users are really doing, what your end users are really doing. And you're starting to base a digital strategy on that. So the UX UI journey, it's really uh, an exercise that should be done in the discovery phase. And once you do that, it's going to give you so much information that you can start planning. Okay, these are all the pain points, let's say on an e-commerce, right? We're realizing that people... Uh, when they go in there, rather than click on buy now, they're having a hard time finding the buy now. Just to give you a very simple sure. example. Yeah. So that's that's part of the discovery and the digital strategy will be, okay, how can we improve the the user journey to conversion in an e-commerce, right? So you got to plan, you got to execute, and then you monitor again, right? Um, so it's, it's almost like a cycle, but the UX UI journey is a very key element on any digital strategy, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I kind of look at that as applying that to a current business that has a website, um, you out there, your listener, and, you know, maybe your B2C, consumer goods, retail, what have you. Um, yeah, if you're not ready to go all in and, and do a whole website revamp and you've never done a UX, UI analysis or had it done lately to actually see what are people doing on your site, um, just highly recommend that for sure. Yeah. For sure. And it will be, I think it will be worth, you know, and, you know, one of our podcasts to cover entirely the UX UI analysis and the UX UI journey. And maybe bring, you know, Santiago, Create Director, to talk a little bit about that because I think that's very, very powerful. A lot of people don't use it or don't know about it. So, right. No, and I agree. And, and from a front end standpoint, from a consulting standpoint, um, you know, I get a lot of questions around that. Um, and, and I did, you know, I've worked for a firm before that it was almost, it seemed like 70% of what they focused on was, kind of going after those conversations, which uh, we like to do a lot of things here. Well, what are the last two digital strategy points? All right. So we, you know, we review the discover, planning, execute, and we were mentioning the monitoring, right? The DM on DPMI. Monitoring is very important that you're monitoring your digital strategy. What are you doing 
Uh, how is he working? Metrics, metrics. I'm a big numbers guy, and I think numbers uh, speak a lot. Uh, and you got to base everything on what you're seeing that your users are doing or not doing. And then once you are done with the monitoring, what you do is you improve. So all that monitoring that you do goes into the last point, important point of a digital strategy, which is improvement, right? On your initial digital strategy. And then you keep improving. It's a constant improvement that goes and goes and goes. So the DPEMI uh, concept that we created on a digital strategy is key. Discover, plan, execute, monitor, and improve. Uh, those are uh, five points that are definitely going to give you a great digital strategy outcome. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's let's round out the show um, here with some success stories, digital inspiration success stories. Yeah, uh, we've got a few minutes left. We're typically trying to keep this within roughly twenty minutes ish for all you listeners out there, but. Do you have a digital inspiration success story for me? We do. Um, on one of our podcasts, we you know we share some of our failures. We said that a lot of times you learn more from failures than successes, but it's always good to share successes too, right? I mean, we're here because we failed, but we also succeeded. Um, one of the, uh, I think it was an inspirational success story that also involved digital strategy was something that we did for UNICEF. Everyone knows UNICEF is the uh, non largest non-profit organization in the world. They do a lot of great things. So we got involved with them, not only uh, for who they are, but also the need that they have, right? Um, so uh, as you know, we came a long way as a society, uh, especially in the professional industry, where women uh, you know, are getting closer and closer to... Uh, the same level of work and benefits that men have, right? But that doesn't happen everywhere in the world. There's still parts in the world that are really behind. And UNICEF came to us uh, for a project in Latin America, which was very interesting. Um, and what they wanted to do is they wanted to find a way where they can start empowering organizations to give gender equality uh, in their business environment, right? So... Why was this a great digital strategy is because the first thing we did is we actually uh, sit down with them and we discover what were the needs, right? They say, look, we're trying to impose um, an industry standard practice where we're actually showing organizations that have the same amount of women as men in their workforce. So we started you know, learning all the problems and everything. And based on that discovery, we went ahead and we planned a platform. And the platform, really all it did was asking some very basic questions to every uh, organizational uh, leadership. And, and based on those questions, uh, then the system will rate where they are on gender equality uh, in their business environment. Um, so this was a, a great platform that we built more than anything because what was trying to achieve, which was a great cause, but also it was so efficient because it slowly, it is still slowly um, creating an industry standard in Latin America where companies want to be part of, you know, UNICEF standard, making sure that, uh, you know, uh, they have as many women as men. So this was a really great cycle of a digital strategy type project where we started with understanding, 
we plan it, we execute it, and you know, it's currently being monitored. And then the idea is to keep doing increments and seeing what it works and what doesn't work. So I thought that was a great success story because it's being used everywhere in Latin America for a great cause and a great nonprofit organization. So I wanted to share that. That's fantastic. So would that be considered a survey app? Uh, yeah, kind of. You're basically surveying, uh, you know, uh, it's just in a different environment, but you're surveying someone to determine where they are. And right. then based on that, give them action items because that's the other thing I didn't mention. It not only tells you, look, you know, you have a 70% men workforce, but it also tells you, look, these are the things that you can do to start making that more equal, um, which I think is very valuable because a lot of times you have platforms out there that they tell you what's wrong, but then they, t- they don't tell you how to fix it or they give you anything. Right. And, you know, having a good digital strategy gives you that, gives you that extra plus, right? Anybody can identify a problem, but yeah. come to me with a solution. Exactly. No, that was great. Well, look, on that note, let's wrap it up here. I uh, really appreciate everybody out there joining us. We're going to keep pumping these out. Keep joining us. We're going to have fun with digital. Uh, yeah. Digital is fun. We like to it work. <laughs> we like what we do. Um, we're excited to be doing this. So I hope you all like it as well. Take Thank care. Thank you.